Welcome to the Inspired Leader, the podcast. I'm your host, Allie Stone. All of my life, I've been passionate about leadership. I've been a senior level leader in the hospitality industry since 2005, growing a chain of franchise restaurants from one unit to 12, spanning across Northern Alberta. And during that time, I've been on a journey to discover what leadership means to me and how I can utilize it to show up in my career and in my life. What I've found is that the most impactful, the most meaningful experiences that I've witnessed or been a part of as a leader have come when we connect with our hearts. Over the past decade or more, I've honed in on and refined a leadership model that speaks to this. I have developed numerous programs that help leaders deepen their understanding of the impact they can not only have on their careers, but also on the world around them. And now it's my mission to share this model of leadership through a heart-centered focus with the world. I'm the founder of The Inspired Leader, through which I mentor and coach leaders. I facilitate engaging and inspiring workshops that help you think outside of the box and connect with your heart and your emotions. And I also deliver keynote speeches to inspire and motivate teams to engage in their own personal leadership style in a way that's authentic to them. It's my hope that through these podcasts, you feel inspired to go out and challenge yourself to try new things as a leader, to show up in the world maybe just a little differently, and hopefully find a deeper connection with who you authentically are. Thank you for being here. All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of the Inspired Leader podcast. I'm your host, Allie Stone, and uh, as always, super excited to be here with you. I love podcasting, specifically because I get to meet amazing people and have wonderful conversations. So I have a beautiful, amazing, wonderful guest with me here today, Nicole Mixdorf. Hi, how are you? Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. It's just a joy to be able to be here with you. Um, I was able to connect with you through a mutual connection, and I was so impressed when I got to meet you. So let me tell you a little bit about Nicole. Nicole is, a, well, you're the founder of Balance by Nature, and I saw that you call yourself the chief wellness officer, which we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about because I love that. I think that's amazing. But you're also an author. You know, you're a keynote speaker. And most importantly, I think when I met you, what really inspired me was your story and like why you do what you do, because I think when we can become connected to like our truths and our passion and kind of why we're here, all of a sudden what we do becomes so much more meaningful. And after I had my first conversation with you, I just left feeling so inspired. So I had to have you on. Thank you. <laughs> so thank so you for grateful. being here. I'm very grateful um, and have a conversation. And I think the women that listen to this podcast and the leaders that listen to this podcast are really going to enjoy this conversation. So with that, I, I think a great place to start off is just to get you to kind of talk a little bit about yourself. Like, um, how did, well, first of all, how did balance by nature come to be? Why don't I ask that question? I think that's a good place to start. Sure. So believe it or not, I started balance by nature 10 years ago, which is so crazy. It's literally 10 years ago this month. So we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary it's hard to believe it goes by like that. Um, but before I started this wellness company, I spent my career in the corporate world. So I was on the other side, uh, kind of working my way up the ladder for a global um, travel company. 
loved what I did. I was managing a big team um, internationally. I was going out and winning my own clients, managing clients, organizing sales trainings, doing kind of like four jobs in the time to do one, which was stressful. Yes, but it was fun and it was invigorating. And especially when I was a lot younger, I really, really enjoyed that like work hard, party hard kind of culture. But wellness wasn't exactly part of the culture at that time. And it was fine until my dad got sick with cancer. And then suddenly I not only had all this stress at work, now I had all this stress at home too. And for me, when that stress started hitting me from all sides, it eventually started making me sick. Mm -hmm. And for me, that manifested in my digestion, in my immune system, and I developed bleeding ulcers. And I'll just tell you that when you don't feel good, it makes everything in your life so much harder. And the truth is back then, I don't think I knew how to slow down. You know, I was so wrapped up in all the things I was doing at work and, you know, hopping on airplanes every other week and all of that. And I just, I didn't see how to get out of this situation. And I did what every other good corporate professional does, which is to pop a few pills and hope the problem goes away. But, you know, that's just not sustainable. And after about a year of just really trying to push, push, push all of my way through, the health condition really degraded to the point that it started impacting my ability to lead a meeting and do my job and really started negatively affecting my life. And I was kind of left with no other option but to take some time off of work. My doctor had literally been begging me to take time off of work for the previous six months. And I just was like, how am I supposed to do that? I have so many things to do, all these responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like we have so many excuses for things that we think are really important, right? Um, but honestly, when it comes to your health, there is nothing more important. So I just tried to fight it until I couldn't anymore. And my body was just screaming at me to stop. So I ultimately did take a leave of absence from work. And when I did remove a large source of stress from my life and started focusing a little bit more on my self-care, the most amazing thing happened. My symptoms just poof, disappeared. And that was a huge light bulb moment for me because I realized, wow, you can exercise and eat healthy and have the healthy lifestyle, but which I had always had, right? But if you have all this stress in your life, it's like none of the rest even matters. And the truth is my story is not unique at all because all of my colleagues were suffering too, but in their own way. For some people, the stress manifests as the migraine headaches or insomnia or depression or anxiety or weight gain or autoimmune conditions or you name it, right? Any number of different ways. And it occurred to me that this wasn't even a unique situation just to our office or just to our company, but all of my corporate clients, when I would go into their offices, it was the same story everywhere. The reality is busy professionals everywhere are already suffering from so many of these health symptoms, and they don't even realize that stress is really the underlying culprit that is triggering them and flaring them up in the first place. So that's kind of what inspired me to leave my corporate career behind and start a corporate wellness company so that I could inspire other busy professionals to create balance in their lives 
so that they can keep doing what they want to do, but in a sustainable way that's going to allow them to thrive. I think that that is like what you're talking about is so important. And I'm sitting here now, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are that are listening. The um, I often think this this uh, building of stress that happens that we kind of go through in our careers when we're when we're striving, when we're trying to be successful, when we're like building and we're in these these phases that um, I often think sometimes it's like the frog in the pot. You know that analogy where you just it just keeps turning up the water, the boiling water, until finally it, the frog realizes, but it's like too hot and it can't jump out. And I, I think that there's something really important, a really important thing you said there that I talk to people a lot about too, is that your body was screaming at you. Yeah. Yeah. And our body sends us these messages all of the time, but we just keep turning up the dial and turning up the dial and, or taking the Advil or whatever and being like, it's okay. It'll be better tomorrow. But here's the thing is that these are really important messages. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so like, I think that that is just such, yeah, that's just such an important place to start. It it really is because the truth is you're right. Like our body speaks to us. And if we take the time to listen and not just listen, but to honor it and go, wow, okay. Like I have an upset stomach today. Why, why do I have an upset stomach? What did I eat today? Physically food and what kinds of mental things am I trying to digest as well? Right. What kind of emotional things am I trying to digest as well? Because it's, it's everything, you know, when our bodies are in balance, we feel good. And when we have any kind of issue pop up at all, you know, and a lot of the time it just looks like being tired, being really tired. You know, if you wake up in the morning every single day and you're really tired, you're not getting enough sleep. So why is it that we push ourselves at night when we're already feeling kind of half asleep? Why do we watch one more show on TV? Why do we do that? You know what I mean? Why do we push ourselves to like take away or, or contribute to imbalance that's happening, but it's the little signs. And the more you start paying attention to it and taking action on it, that's really the most important thing. Then it can really lead you to somewhere better. What would you say like to somebody who's listening to this right now and being like, yeah, like I hear, I hear what Nicole's saying. I, I hear my body's sending me these signals, but I don't know what to do about it. And I think I've been there in the past too. And been yeah. like, I, I don't know how to handle this. I know something's off. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to do. What do you think are the first steps for somebody listening to this today? Yeah. I would say if you are feeling any kind of issues going on in your body at all, you know, stop and give yourself some space first and foremost to really feel it and explore it yourself. So that means take a day off. And that could mean, you know, if you've got kids and you can't do it during the work week, like maybe ask your partner, can you take the kids on Saturday so I can just have a day to myself, get outside and just sit with yourself and ask yourself some questions. There's something powerful. There's always messages behind every single illness and every single injury that we have. So one of the practices that I love to share for people to do is let's say it's a stomach ache, put your hands on your stomach, close your eyes and just ask yourself the question, like, what is this? Where are you coming from? What message do you have for me? What is the message? What is the message? What is the message that you have for me? And you might get inspired in that moment. 
but more likely than not, you're not. And that's okay. Keep asking the question, what message do you have for me? What message do you have for me? And if you do that every day, within like a week or two, you'll be shocked. Like all kinds of inspiration will start to flow through and you'll start getting some answers. So first thing is just give yourself some space, give yourself some grace, take a day off, you know, give yourself a little bit of self-care. The second thing is to seek out some guidance and some help. That could be in the form of going to see your doctor, doing your regular checkup, especially if you haven't done your annual checkup for the year. Um, but more likely than not, it means working, finding a healer. It could be a functional medicine practitioner. It could be a naturopathic doctor. It could be an Ayurvedic doctor. It could be a Chinese medicine doctor. It could be a Reiki master. It could be a nutritionist. It could be any number of different types of healers that you can find that can help you get to the root cause of where is this imbalance actually coming from? Because I'll tell you, it's coming from one of two places. It's either the food that you're eating or not eating, right? So our food is either our greatest medicine or our worst poison, right? So it's either you've got, you're eating the wrong foods um, or you don't have the right base of nutrition or it's something stress related. And that could be emotional stress. It could be mental stress could just be a bunch of stuff that's happening around you. So it's either a mental, emotional component, or it has to do with your food. It's literally every single disease breaks down to one of those two, one of, one of those two kind of camps, so to speak. And then you can start to kind of unpack it a little bit and figure out some like small little changes you can start to make, or, you know, working with a specific healer or practitioner that can guide you um, to addressing this and figuring it out. Because the truth is our bodies are a whole system. So even if you're just having a stomach ache, but then you also, you know, you're like, Ooh, I get cold a lot or Ooh, I've got like ridges in my fingernails and all these things seem completely unrelated, right? You're not putting dots together that it's anything. They all seem like strange little random things, none of which you know, it's easy to ignore. The truth is our body is one big system. So there's probably some larger thing happening within your body system that is out of balance. That's causing all of those different symptoms to pop up in your body. Right. And so that's the beauty of doing kind of leaning more into a holistic healing, because that's trying to address the whole body system to find the imbalance. Yeah. I love that. I'm such a big advocate of that. I will always say, you know, go do your, you have to do your due diligence with Western medicine. Like you need of to. Course. Absolutely. Um, you need an integration really. Yes. You need integration for sure. But I'll just share a really quick story with you that actually happened to me this week. And I was like, before we started, I was like, I don't know if I should share it with you. We might go too deep, but um, so I've, I've been really tired the last month yeah. and I've been like, Oh, I don't really know. And so um. I went to see my naturopath and she was like, well, let's just get some blood work done. And so I went to my doctor, got the blood work done. My doctor called me and he was like, nothing to worry about. It's all good. And I'm like, oh, that's really weird. Cause I'm just like so tired. And I just feel like something's off. Mm-hmm. So didn't put much thought into it. Didn't rush back to my naturopath, went back last night. And I sat down in front of her and she was like, why did it take you so long to come back? And I was like, well, nothing was wrong with my blood work. So it wasn't a big deal. And she was like, who told you that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your iron is really low and blah. Yeah. And anyway, so 
it's very interesting that, and it's not knocking the Western medicine, yeah. but it's very interesting that we really need to be an advocate for our own health too. Yes. It was an important lesson for me yesterday. Like yes. read the report. <laughs> yes. But it's also um, who reads the report because it's interesting. Yeah. Like as you work with a functional medicine practitioner, they have different ranges that they look at to read your labs versus a regular Western medicine doctor. Like the regular range is about where 95% of the population is in there. But if you look at our population, like is our population super healthy? Do you actually really want to be lumped in the same category as what the, the majority of people are in? You know, so functional medicine will actually take those same labs and they have a very different range and scale that they look at each number in, you know, to really optimize your actual health. So it's fascinating how it's like different perspectives, different answers, different results, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I just think that's so important. You were talking about, I love how you're like, oh, I just put, put your hand on your stomach and ask yourself like what messages this mm -hmm. is sending you. Um, uh, one of the things that I am trained in is heart math. So I'm a personal resilience mentor. And so this is the, the exact process of learning to speak uh, to your heart and your mind and to integrate the two. And really it's about, and so it's, it really sounds like you're integrating your body, your mind, and your heart mm -hmm. in these practices. And I just think like, even though somebody listening maybe has never done that and they might be like, oh, that's a little, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know if I could do that. Trust me, like the day that you open up, you let go and you sit down and you open your heart to putting your hands on your stomach and asking that question, your entire life changes Yes, because you're able to see things from a whole new perspective. And I yes. think so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Because it's really about reconnecting to your sense of self. And we spend our lives so disconnected, right? Like we're, we're constantly living in the ego, in the mind, where we're distracted by all the things that are going on around us, by what we read in the newspaper, by what we're seeing online, by conversations with other people. It's all this external, external. And our lives largely just feel like it's this external material thing, which is fine. But there's this whole inner world that a lot of people have been disconnected from. And when you rediscover and you reconnect with that sense of who you really are and tap back into your own inner wisdom and, you know, start to really feel your body and reconnect with that, it changes everything, everything in such a beautiful, beautiful way. And that's really starting how you start to connect with your intuition and can allow yourself to be guided and to receive those messages. But anybody can do it. Even if you've never practiced that before, you can always start to ask yourself those questions. There's three questions that I changed that changed my life. And I'll just share this with you all. So before I started my business, when I took that leave of absence, thank goodness, I had a super wise friend that said to me, Nicole, let's go on a retreat, pick a retreat. I don't care what retreat we're going on a retreat. And goodness, everyone deserves a friend who is willing to do that with you. So I wound up going down to Deepak Chopra's center and he had a retreat that was going on the next week. And so we went to this retreat and one of the things that he shared is that there's three powerful questions you should ask yourself every single day. And this helps you reconnect to that sense of self. So the first question you should ask yourself every day is who am I? 
who am I? Who am I? Not this is my name and this is what I do, but who am I really deep down in my soul? Who am I? The second question is, what do I want? What do I want? It's so simple. It could be, what do I want for my life? It could be, what do I want today? Just what do I want? If I could be totally happy and fulfilled, what do I want? And then the third question is, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? How can I help? How can I serve? So he says, when you first start asking yourself these questions, you don't know any of the answers because nobody ever taught you to ask yourself these questions in the first place. And it's a little jarring because you're like, what do you mean I don't know who I am? Right? Like, wait, what? You know, it's kind of confusing. But the truth is, you really don't know until you do know. And so you just start asking the question. So the practice is very simple. You close your eyes, you take a few deep breaths, and then you ask the question, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And then you just let the question go. And then you ask the second question, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? If I could be happy and fulfilled, what do I want? And then let it go. And then ask yourself the third question, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? How can I help? How can I serve? And let it go. Take a couple more deep breaths just carry on with your day. But the trick is to do it every single day. Do it again tomorrow. Do it again the next day. Do it again the next day. And the truth is you could do that with any burning question that you have, because the truth is all of the answers are all within you. They always have been within you. All of the wisdom of the whole world is inside of you. It's just a matter of getting quiet and asking for that. So as you ask these questions every single day and you make it your practice, all of a sudden you'll start getting inspired. Like you'll get an, an idea will flow through or something will come up in a conversation with somebody else that just resonates with you. And you're like, whoa, or the right people start to come into your life. The right opportunities just start showing up. Like things just start to happen and the ideas start to flow. So even as the ideas start to flow and you start getting the answers, you still don't stop asking the question. You still ask the question, who am I? But as the answers start to flow, you can reiterate them to yourself. And you still ask the question, what do I want? But as it's getting a clearer picture of what you want, you start visualizing that picture and then you let it go. And then you keep doing that. So then you same thing with your purpose. So I've been asking myself these questions for 10 years now, long, long time. And it's a beautiful, beautiful practice that completely changed my life, changed everything. What would you say your purpose is, Nicole? My purpose is to inspire people to heal themselves. I love that. And you're clearly doing that. <laughs> yes. I'm Easy. just like, I am on this earth to inspire. That's it. I just want to inspire people to believe in themselves, to play a bigger game in their lives and, and to heal themselves, to know just the immense power um, that they have within them because we all do. We just get so busy and distracted with other things. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to do that. So I very much connected to that purpose and it's all about being of service. So yeah. if you can figure out what your greatest gifts are, you know, what your passions are, the things that you love to do and find a way to help other people with that gift or that passion, then that's what your purpose is. I love that. And I, a question that's coming to my mind, I often ask this near the end, but it's kind of coming up here is, is what does it mean to you to be inspired? How would you, how would you define that? Cause that word's come up a couple of times already. And it's obviously an important word to you. It's an important word to me. <laughs> what does that mean to you? What does that look like to be inspired? Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, 
Somebody had a description of this that I love. To be inspired means to be in spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's it's really for me, it's about when I am quiet enough to just allow all of that to come through me because the inspiration doesn't come from me. It comes from somewhere else. Right. And, you know, and then that's where like these beautiful just ideas come from, Um, you know, the creativity, all, all of the the things that kind of light you up inside. That's sort of what it means to me to be inspired. It's like, you're all lit up inside. It gets you excited you know, about doing whatever the thing is that flowed through to you. Yeah, but it, you have to achieve those higher levels of consciousness of, of higher levels of thinking before you're open for that inspiration to start flowing through. For sure. And, and bringing it back to like where we started with you, if we're stressed out, if we're like overwhelmed, if we're, if we're in disease, right, it's going to be really hard to get to a place where you're inspired because your body is fighting just the natural rhythm, never mind, you know, opening up to what you're, you know, that higher consciousness or that higher level of thinking. It's interesting because I've dealt with a lot of illness on and off over the years. And I wish I could tell you that my story with that health condition ended then, and it didn't, you know, it came back and flared back up every single time, you know, my dad got sick again with cancer would flare back up, or then it started flaring back up after I had babies and I had you know, five pregnancies in seven years with two beautiful children and three miscarriages. And after every single one, it flared up, you know, Mm -hmm. so I've dealt with the, you know, illness, but at the same time, I chose to not let it hold me back from doing what I want to do and from fulfilling my purpose that I was so deeply connected to. And so it's an interesting balance because you want to honor your body, you want to honor how you're feeling. And when you're, the difference is when you're stuck in it, you're completely cut off from inspiration completely because you're now living in these lower frequency emotions, right? You're in victim mentality. You know, you're, you're just feeling sad. You're feeling low, like all of that. So when you're stuck in the illness and you realize that your inner story is I am sick, And when people talk to you and they say, how are you doing? You're like, oh, you know, it's like when you get stuck in that, you're completely cut off from that inspiration. But I've also experienced where you can feel like garbage, truly, but not allow yourself to go down the rabbit hole and stay stuck in the body. So you can give yourself permission to to be going through whatever you're going through but stick with your practices so that you can still maintain that connection and you can still move forward. You don't have to allow illness to define you. I love that. I think that's so important. And people listening to this podcast know my story with my husband and I won't get into it all right now, but I think it's such an important thing to remember when something happens in your life and that there's a big uh, crossroads is a big intersect, right? Yeah. It can be really easy to get to a place where that defines you. It can be really oh, yeah. easy to get to a place where you allow other people to let that define you. Yes. And, um, yeah, I just think that's, that's so important what you're saying right now too, because that is to me in my mind, the first step to healing, to moving yes. out, yes. um, because if it defines us, we're stuck. 
right? Yes. We're not, we're not moving out of there. Yes. It's like choosing to let go of the story. Yeah. Which goes back to Chopra. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> See, yes. it's all coming around full circle for me. <laughs> I know. I love it too. <laughs> I'm such a big Chopra fan. fan. We've never really talked about this, but um, oh, being, yeah, I don't get to go to his retreats very often, but I, uh, I've never been to his retreats, but I would love to, but I use his app all the time. Oh yeah. And, I have like, I have like 400 hours or something on it. Oh, that's amazing. I know yeah, they're I just incredible them. content. Um, just yeah. such an inspired man. Wow. Talk about connected. That man is connected. Straight yes. connection. He just channels everything that flows through. It's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Have you ever seen or been to a David G event? Yeah, David G actually um, led one of the conferences that I went to down at their center. And it was just, it was amazing. I just absolutely loved it. And then it was so funny because um, I have a harmonium that I play and, and chant and, and, you know, and that used to be like a really, really big part of my practice. And I had brought it with me on this retreat just to have in my room. And I'm there with my girlfriend and she loved it too. And I don't even know how this happened, but somehow we were talking to David G and he's just like, and we told him about, he's like, oh, you should sing for, for the group. And we're like, okay. And then somehow we wound up on the stage in front of 400 people, like sitting oh, next to him and, you know, leading the entire group and this like beautiful song. <laughs> it was just oh, one of those that. crazy things. So cool. That's so cool. I get, feel like I could just sit and listen to him all day and his like little dog in his lap and he's yes. just, and they look alike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they say you look like your dog, yes, well, that's sweet. Like... they have the same hair going on. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm sorry. I went totally off track, but I had to find out that was awesome. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, so one of the things that I think comes up with what you do and working in corporate America and in corporate world yeah. is that yeah. I'm going to assume that it's sometimes challenging <laughs> to get uh, organizations to understand what you're doing and the value in it. Sure. A, I'm curious if, if you do come across that and B, mm -hmm how you deal with that and how, like, if you feel like the mentality is shifting, you know, out there in the world, or uh, if we're moving more to a, a more uh, well-being type of corporation world, or if that's still a struggle, what are your thoughts about that? Well, it's changed a lot over the last 10 years from where I started to where we are now. I think one of the beautiful things about the pandemic is that it's really um, shined a light on on you know mental health in a much bigger way than than in, it really ever has been. So I think at the moment, mental health specifically, but wellness as, as a whole is is a lot more on companies' radars today than it ever has been. For sure. I mean, there's a lot more vendors also. That's exploded, you know, since I started doing what I'm doing. Um, there are so many people with solutions out there, um, but there's a reason because there's a need. You know, the truth is everybody has been through a tremendous amount of trauma over the last two and a half years. And even though the pandemic is winding down and people are starting to, you know, go back to work or at least in a hybrid environment, um, you know, it's like almost that people are expected to move on as if nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And the truth is 
something happened and it had a huge impact on all of us. And we've all been living in a chronic state of stress response ever since this happened and even largely before. So this just amplified it a lot. So I think there's more of a need now than there's ever been for this type of work. And it's just a matter of meeting people where they are. I think one of my sort of unique brilliances is this ability to take very esoteric concepts, but deliver them in a way that is easily understood and digestible by people. So, you know, a lot of the time I'm not talking about spirituality. I mean, even all the things that I shared with you today on this, you know, in our conversation, I wouldn't be talking to my corporate clients about it in those, in that same language. I'm going to use a language and more of a corporate language, but I can still deliver a lot of the same messages, but just in a little bit of a different way that they're more readily, you know, accessible for them. Um, so, you know, those kinds of conversations, it's just really a matter of understanding you know, what are the challenges that they're going through in their organization and with their people and with their culture and where are they trying to get and how can we support them, um, you know, on the journey um, to have a, a great culture and to help their people really feel good and thrive. What do you think is like the greatest need out there um, in corporations in the business world for their team like what is happening what's the greatest need in regards to like mental health or well-being what are you seeing that people are most desiring yeah you know i think everybody needs more balance and there is a very interesting conversation happening in the market right now there's been in the past this conversation about work-life balance is dead and it's not possible and we shouldn't even talk about it and now let's talk more about work-life integration so it's more about how we're going to integrate you know our work into our life but in reality that conversation is really more in about how are we going to integrate our life into our work <laughs> you know really that's kind of how it goes but i disagree with all of that because i really believe completely that you can have it all with balance. And it's a matter of figuring out how do you structure your day and your time to succeed? You know, how can you maximize, you know, what you're doing, number one, by being really intentional about what it is that you even want to get done in the first place. So there's a piece about stress reduction um, around the mental health component that is cannot be denied. That is a huge component because as people are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you know, that starts leading down this path that can affect them because they don't have the proper tools on how to handle it. So you need the right tools to be able to address, you know, the challenges and the stress that's happening in your life. But one of those tools is also going to be, how can I change the way that I approach my day? How can I shift my mindset? How can I put different strategies in place so that I can also start to give back to myself and create that balance um, in my day so I don't feel as stressed in the first place? So there's a lot of components to it in terms of the way that we address it. But I guess to answer your question, I think um, really focusing on that mental and emotional 
uh, well-being piece is probably what's most needed right now. Yeah. And I, I think that it's so right about COVID and I, I've uh, done some work with a few organizations lately and they're like, we're not talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, we have to talk. <laughs> yes. It happened. It was a real thing. Yes. Like, I get that you guys don't want to go back there, but we yeah. still have to acknowledge that that was like a really tough couple of years and really honor that and, and tr- we'll move forward, but saying it never happened is like picking up the rug and shoving it under. And that's never good for anybody, right? And I was thinking you were talking too, that um, a lot of like the professionals that I work with these days, so I work, you know, you know, I work on like the leadership side. I've had to integrate these, you know, this idea of wellness and finding balance. And because for a leader to truly find themselves, to find their purpose and their passion, if yeah. they are, if they're not able to connect with what truly matters because they're so stressed or they're choosing the wrong things to do, or they can't find the time to find this balance or integration, whatever you want to call it in your life, they're never going to get to the place they want to get to. Right. So there has to be this kind of meeting of the worlds with this, what, what you're yeah. doing and what, um, like what I do with these leadership, um, professionals, because there's a lot of old leadership theories out there, you know, that are very like strategic step-by-step kind yeah. of thing. But I think there's a very important, uh, yeah. Marrying of these two areas that can create like the ultimate, in my mind, the ultimate career for yes. you and business for people you want to employ and experience for people. Yeah. Um, but it's not yeah. going to happen without looking at both sides of that coin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a big part of it is just looking in the mirror. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard and people don't want to do that, but that's where the opportunity lives. And that's where so much beauty can come out of that, you know, to do that work. So the work that you're doing is so important and so needed um, so that people can be better leaders, because if we want our business to thrive, you know, it's the leaders are the ones that set the culture, you know, that sets the team environment. And we all know that, you know, a, a good or a bad manager can make or break your entire work experience. So the leadership is everything. Yes. And I also think as entrepreneurs and leaders and business owners, we, if you're not in it to try to find a way to make the world a better place, you might want to think about doing something else because I think we're in like an evolution of consciousness too, where businesses are moving towards this. And this is a really powerful time to actually be alive and sort of figure out how to harness that and, and get on board with that. It's actually really exciting stuff, right? Um, yes. It just takes, again, like you said, a, a look in the mirrors and self-reflection, Yeah, uh, the, the understanding you're going to have to do some work to get there. Yes. <laughs> it's just not going to fall in your lap, yes. uh, but it's so beautiful when it does, right? A hundred percent right. And, and you know, really what it touches on more than anything is just deciding that you don't want to spend your life doing something you don't enjoy, you know, life is just so short and you bat an eye and five years go by and you bat an eye and 10 years go by. And if you haven't changed a thing, if you've just been complacent and you haven't changed anything, like, what are you doing? You know, if you're happy, great, then you're on the right path and keep going. But if you're not happy with your situation, 
do something about it. Do something yeah. about it. Find a coach, you know, find somebody that can help you get some clarity so you can figure it out. Because, you know, if you're if you're unhappy in your role, you're in the wrong role. You know, you can try to make it be the best that you can, right? But you also would serve yourself and everyone else so much by getting that clarity piece about what what would make light your fire, you know? And how can you take steps to doing that? Yes. And I know it seems fearful. I had this conversation. Oh, there's always fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But on the other side of fear, it's amazing, right? You right. thought of it out how to get through it and exactly that's one of the most important things uh, yes. for all of us yes we have I forgot who said this to me the other day but they said our bodies sometimes can't tell the difference between fear and excitement oh right yes so it's mm -hmm. like fear and excitement because we're excited about something but there's also this fear that comes up right? That, that holds us back. And it's like our mind's way of trying to trick us to keep us safe by saying, oh, no, 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 no. don't, don't pursue that because we don't want to fail. And failing is like the thing that triggers me. So no, 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 no. we're just not even going to try because if we don't even try, then there's no chance that I'm going to fail. And then I don't have to feel that feeling that I don't like to feel that I run away from. Right. But you know, there's so much power and just seeing the fear for what it is and going, I don't need you right now. Like, thank you for trying to protect me because that's all that fear is. Fear is just a protection mechanism of the mind. It's all it is. It's our mind trying to protect us from something. So you can decide in that moment, do I need this protection? And thank you, thank you, thank you, fear, for trying to protect me. I honor you. I appreciate you. I love you but I don't need you right now. And I'm going to put you over here and I'm going to instead keep moving forward. And then that excitement starts to fuel you forward instead of allowing the opposite of that, the fear to start pulling you back. I love that. Um, I don't know if you've ever read uh, Liz Gilbert's Big Magic, but she talks a lot about that in there and like this moving through fear and the same idea talking to fear being like, that's fine. You can sit in the passenger seat. Right. I <laughs> love that. Analogy. Sit in the driver's seat. And I was like, Oh, I yes. love that so much. Yeah. So anyway, if you haven't read that book, it's a great one to check out. I haven't I read yeah, her other book, but I haven't read that one. Uh, oh, it's so good. Actually speaking of books behind you, I can see ignite your wisdom. <laughs> yes. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the book? Can you tell? Oh my God. Ignite your wisdom is such an amazing, amazing book. Um, Let's see. I'm like, I'm going to just grab it. So this is, uh, this book became a number one international bestseller in seven different countries. It is an amazing collaboration with all these beautiful um, authors. I am one of them. Let's see, where am I? I'm right over here. And these stories that are in here are, are incredible. They are stories to inspire, encourage, uplift you. And in these stories, we each shared an Ignite moment in our own lives that changed us where we gained powerful wisdom. And all of the stories in this book 
are incredible. Like there is something in here for everybody. And I'm actually in the middle of doing an Ignite Your Wisdom book club right now where I invited a bunch of the authors to come and like and read their story and we're having a good discussion about it. And it's just amazing. Like one of my friends, Sarah Cross, her story is about surviving the 2004 tsunami that hit in Indonesia. She was living there at the time and was literally on a boat that was docked in the marina when the tsunami hit. So really like amazing, amazing, amazing stories. Oh, well, that's cool. I love that. So it's Ignite Your Wisdom. Probably can find it on Amazon. I'm sure if people are looking for it, I'll link it in the show notes too, because yeah, it's on my list to get to. I'm going to read that book as well. Sounds, sounds amazing. Uh, Nicole, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you for uh, spending time with me. I think maybe as we start to wrap it up, I would just ask you if there's any final thoughts you'd like to leave with the listeners based on our conversation today. Is there anything, any words of wisdom (laughs) you'd like to leave behind today? I would just say just to take action on something today, right now, you know, whatever that is, if there's something that you've been wanting to do, just start, just start. I don't care what it is, anything, because nothing changes if nothing changes right? You have to do something different in order to get a different result. And I don't care if it's about your business success, if it's about your personal health, if it's about your relationships, you know, if it's about your finances, it could be about any aspect of your life. But if there's something that doesn't feel a hundred percent, like, you know, I would say a hell yes, then, then something needs to change because you deserve you deserve to have all of the things that you want. You deserve to feel good every single day. So if there's something in your life that doesn't quite feel right, use this moment right now to say, you know what? Enough. I am going to do something about this now. I'm going to take that next step so that I can figure out, you know, what, what would be better for me? And it might be doing that introspection or you might already know what it is. And it's just a matter of, you know, getting up and getting started and starting to build some momentum so that you can have the life that you want. Thank you. That's beautiful. Perfect. (laughs) I have no more words except for I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with me. I know we've only just met and I was like, Hey, come on my podcast. (laughs) And you totally did. So I'm so grateful. And I know that the listeners of this podcast are going to love this episode. They're going to be inspired by you. And uh, it's just beautiful. If they're looking to find you and what you do, how can they, how can they find you? Yeah. So if you're looking to connect with me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. Um, My handle is just Nicole Mixdorf. um, And you can same thing, find me on LinkedIn that way too. Um, If you want to connect and learn a little bit more about Balance by Nature, you can go to our website, which is just balancebynature.com. So feel free to, to check us out and just be part of the conversation. And I'm always, always happy to, uh, to make myself available as well. Thank you so much for listening. It's been an honor sharing this podcast with you. If you like it, share it with a friend. We're always made stronger by supporting one another. And if you'd like to learn more about The Inspired Leader, you can find me at theinspiredleader.com, The Inspired Leader on Facebook, 
Instagram, AllieStone underscore underscore A-L-L-Y and LinkedIn at AllieStone. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to connect. 